Wheezy, when's the next episode of Shooting the Wheeze coming out? I poorly planned. I poorly planned. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I, you know, this thing happens with me where I think I have my life together and I'm like, okay, cool. I can get on a schedule. I can do this. I could do this. And then life just smacks me in the face and it's like, <laughs> jokes on you, bitch. Like, no, you don't. We're going to try. Here's another episode of Shooting the Wheeze. I have a few things in mind of what I want to talk about. First things, we're in the new year. This is January 2nd. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. I don't know how other people feel about New Year's resolutions, but I have made some for myself and some of them are wrestling related. So I figured we could kind of go down that little rabbit hole. Um, when it comes to New Year's resolutions, I definitely want to jump into, I hate this word, I definitely want to jump into being a content creator. The problem is, is that I don't know exactly where I fit when it comes to being a content creator. Like I'm still getting the hang of YouTube. I'm still getting the hang of streaming. I'm not a journalist. I'm not a media personality. I don't really know what I am, but I'm having fun. And so what I think is a good approach for me would be to watch more wrestling. You know, I've been pretty strictly WWE for the last year just because that's what my stream schedule allowed. But I did just recently get my subscription back to Ring of Honor. I did watch some AEW recently. I didn't get to watch World's End. Yeah, I, I want to watch more wrestling. So there's there's one of my New Year's resolutions. The second is to be more positive. I think I have this coping mechanism with myself where I constantly put myself down in certain ways just because I don't know. I think I've always been like that. I cope with certain things with humor. So don't want to do that anymore. We're going to be more positive. I'm going to try not to react to as much negativity in the pro wrestling space as well, because I know there's a lot of it. We're going to get to that later. I really want to talk about it. And yeah, what else? Uh, New Year's resolutions wise, it's just get on a better schedule. I want to focus on my wellness more. I want to get more rest. I want to be able to handle the workload that I'm taking on between my full-time job being a hairstylist and doing content. I want to be able to do both and I want to be able to find where I fit in all of this because you guys are here and there's some reason you're here, right? Like we, we like to talk about things. I, I really love the different things that people tell me as far as what they like about my content or what they like about you know me things that i see a lot are like your positivity and i think it's important to point out that when it comes to my positivity i try not to be like fake overly positive you know i don't i don't want the positivity to just be like oh well just enjoy wrestling because i think that's stupid you absolutely should be able to criticize certain things in wrestling but to a point. I think people really get in over their heads with it. And I wanted to talk about why here in just a second. Wrapping up my my New Year's resolutions. Thank you for being here. 2023 was one of the best years of my life. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. And it's, you know, when you turn 30, I think there's this misconception that like your life is over, you know, that there's there's nothing left for you once you turn 30 like this is the peak and now you're supposed to have kids and then life is just downhill from here when really you're just a brand new baby adult i'm 31 i've had the same career for 10 years i've worked really hard at my career but doing all of this has opened up so many cool new avenues and possibilities for me and i i really enjoyed being able to explore that because so many people once you turn 30 it's like oh this is it like no like I have a whole 
10 years to build something else and I really want to. So thank you for all your support in 2023. Thank you for being here. My God, I, I really appreciate it. It's, it's helped me out more than you know. And I don't know how to thank you for supporting this, this little gal's dream, this little Midwestern gal's dream. And I'm excited for what's to come in 2024. More things I really wanted to touch on. During this week, we are, it's Tuesday, January 2nd. All right, yesterday, The Rock returned to the WWE. And The Rock called out Roman Reigns, basically. Asked if he should be the one to sit at the head of the table. So now what's happening is we're having this spiral effect of the main event of WrestleMania. Oh my God, is Cody getting shafted? Well, who, who, should, who should Cody face? Who should The Rock face? At what point? When? Where? Who should be at Elimination Chamber? Who should be WrestleMania? And honestly, my brain hurts. My brain hurts. I, I can't believe that we're at this place that this is what we do. And we, and we justify it. We justify that, that this is like cool and fine to talk about and be absolute psychopaths about. I had so many people complain about how The Rock seemed gassed and they're like, oh, I just really worry about his health. Ah, oh, he really needs to do cardio. He needs to do that. And shut up, <laughs> shut up. Are you the man's doctor? We just, I think we put energy into so much crap. We put energy into the weirdest things, the weirdest things. And I'm really really tired of it. It's really starting to wear on me. I was talking about this earlier where we've gotten to this point that everyone wants to be a content creator. You know, everyone wants a slice of the pie. You got a camera, you got a voice. It's it's an open possibility for anyone, for anyone to to do. But the easiest route, in my opinion, the easiest route and the cheapest route is to jump on a controversial topic or put out the wildest take, the most garbage wildest take that you can, especially on Twitter, and pray to the wrestling gods and hope that it blows up and that you have enough people argue with you and disagree with you that you can go back and forth and your platform continues to rise. Because as a community, as a whole, I don't know how to say that, as a community, as a whole, we thrive on the negativity. We thrive on the negativity. We have a difficult time just having conversations. I think we overanalyze as far as being a fan goes. I can see why people that have been in the business would like to overanalyze things or talk about in-ring work or, or certain aspects of what they do. But as a fan, it's just not something I've ever been interested in. So I have a hard time understanding why someone would want to be this negative. The content creation market is getting saturated and there's a lot of different people doing different things i'm noticing a lot of different things happening and it's, i'm very curious where it's gonna go i'm so curious like what this landscape is gonna be like within the next five years and who's gonna come out on top who's not how things are gonna evolve i don't think that reaction content is a sustainable thing I, i've talked about this with many other creators that do similar things to what i do even the ones that are more popular than me, that we do it every single week. I don't think it's a, a sustainable thing. I don't think they're going to allow us to do this for a long period of time. But here we are doing it while we can. And in that time, you're getting to know us. And you're getting to know our personalities. And you're getting to find out who you like and who you don't. <laughs> I haven't talked to you guys since the whole CM Punk return. We haven't candidly in, in a, like a podcast episode talked about it. I've touched on it on TikTok and and short live videos but i was probably the least hype reaction that happened when cm punk returned for reason one that's just not my personality it's not my personality i am not super in your face i am an introverted extrovert i'm sitting in my office 
by myself. We had talked about CM Punk returning. It wasn't like it was a mega, mega surprise. It was shocking to see him, but there was no point in me being boisterous and loud when that's just not who I am. The internet really had took issue with that. <laughs> the internet really took issue with that. They thought that I should be excited or that, you know, because she didn't act a certain way, she didn't care. And I would never call out anyone and say that they're performative. But there are some that are performative, I'm sure. Would you be able to tell? Probably not. That's their prerogative. They can do whatever works for them. I have enjoyed doing what I've done and building things the way that I've built them. And I had made a pact with myself when I started doing this that I wanted to be authentic and I wanted to be me. And I didn't want to pretend to be somebody that I'm not for the sake of views. And if it didn't work out, then it wasn't going to work out. And it's a slower build. Like I said earlier, I don't feed into the negativity and the things that most people do, the, the cheap pops per se. I just don't feed into it. I don't want to. And I think that's hindered my growth a little bit. But once you get over that hump and you build a community, building a positive community has been the best thing that I've done. I will... I will take the hit on views. I will take the hit on followers if it means that I get to interact with people that are on my same wavelength. And even if we don't agree, we can have conversations where if someone makes a good point to me that I initially don't agree with, I can instantly be like, oh, you made a really good point. I didn't see things that way. And I can change my mind. My mind can be changed. And I've, I've really enjoyed that about what we've built here and my community. So again... <laughs> Thank you. Getting off on a little bit of a little tangent. You know, I've always got to sneak in a little bit of drama for you if you've made it 10 minutes in. So here's Wheezy's take on some drama if you want to hear it. I got on TikTok a few weeks back and there was a TikTok of someone calling out another TikToker for stealing money from them, essentially. And I knew who this person was. I knew that it had happened and I played along with it for a long time and never said anything because it wasn't my business. And in looking back now, I feel bad that I didn't take my friend's side and cut ties with that person sooner because I was afraid to. You, you never know what's going to happen as far as... We talk about wrestling tribalism. There is such a thing as content creator, influencer, whatever you want to call it, tribalism. We end up having these parasocial relationships with people that are online personalities to the point where we think that we know them personally and we will defend them tooth and nail even though you don't know them personally. I do. I've met some of these people multiple times. And I like to think of myself as an empath. I like to think of myself as someone that can read vibes and intentions very quickly and I always feel like I clock it really quick and I talk myself out of it. And I talked myself out of it. I did. And in looking back and the way that I've been spoken to by people that were supposed to be my friends and people that I, th I think they thought they were helping me, but in the broad scheme of things, they, they, were, they were never helping me. They were never helping me. I feel like I just, you know, as a woman getting talked down to as, as a content creator is such a jarring thing and you want to succeed so badly and you want to believe the best intentions of people and then it turns out that they just suck, that their intentions actually aren't their greatest and maybe they're not fully aware, but there 
are some people out there that you just have to be careful. You have to be careful. I didn't realize that so many people had a bad experience at SummerSlam. And there are a lot of videos on TikTok about that right now too. A lot of little smaller creators had interactions with other creators. A lot of people just didn't like the vibe of SummerSlam. A lot of people didn't like the city of Detroit, uh, which is difficult for me to grasp because I, I personally love Detroit. I do think it was a, a problem of Ford Field not handling the crowd of SummerSlam very well. Because I feel like Lions games run very smoothly. I've, I've gone to multiple Lions games. I'm a Detroit Lions fan. One Pride, NFC North, Kings of North. Uh, and it, it, it sucks hearing that all of us collectively had a not great experience at SummerSlam because I was so excited for SummerSlam. It was my first PLE. I got to hang out with a lot of really cool people that I genuinely love and am friends with. I got to stay at someone's house that I really, really enjoy. I got to bring my husband with me, you know, it, it was so promising and what ended up happening was I couldn't handle the personalities or personality of some people and it ruined my time. It did. It ruined my time and I hate it and I hate that it happened, but it did. I really shut down when I'm around people that just suck the life out of you or when you've told someone something and they don't listen to you or you deal with people that don't value your time and the last six months of you know 2023 I had a lot of issues with people not valuing my time and I get a lot of emails from people wanting me to do their podcast or want me to interview or do this or do that and I have a hard enough time keeping my own schedule that when I was working for a podcast and giving my time to a podcast and my time wasn't being respected, it was just a build of all of these things happening and this domino effect of me getting angrier and angrier to the point that it just needed to be done. People will come up with all sorts of reasons as to why you decide not to associate with someone. I understand that I'm being super cryptic and I'm talking around things, but if you've made it this far, like think, think whatever you're gonna think. <laughs> but people will come up with all kinds of reasons to justify why you stop talking to someone or why you go a direction that you go. And it's wild to hear the different stuff that just gets made up without me coming out and saying anything. I just really would like people to know that I make all my decisions for myself. I have never let anybody talk me into anything. I don't need anyone to talk me into anything. I am a strong, independent woman. I have been for 31 years. I don't need my hand held and I don't need to be told who I should or should not associate with. I can figure that out all on my own. And I certainly have. And if you're questioning anything about any of this, just if, if there's any takeaway from it, make sure that you know who you're dealing with. Do not be overly trusting of people right off the bat when you're on the internet. I think we talked about this last ep this last episode, but it's it's a recurring problem. It's such a recurring problem. We need to be careful who we're allowing in our lives and who we trust because your livelihood and your family is so important. Don't just let people into it because you think that they're going to be your big break. Question everyone and everything. 
please i'm begging you let's end with a little bit of wrestling let's let's talk some let's talk some shop let's talk a little bit of wrestling a lot of things happened the last few weeks a lot of things have happened in the last few weeks a lot of contracts expiring lots of contracts expiring I think the most notable that people are a buzz about is MJF. MJF's contract expired. We don't know if he signed anywhere or if he didn't. What we do know is he wrote this awesome piece in the Players' Tribune. I actually was sitting in the theater waiting for Iron Claw to start. I went I went to go see it the second time. And as like the, the previews were playing, I get this notification about this article. So I, I'm reading through it. And I'm immediately thinking, oh my God, this is a goodbye letter. This is a thank you goodbye letter from MJF to the AEW business crowd. And, I, and I'm going through and it's very well written. And I knew as I'm reading it too, it made it very clear to me that he was going to be losing his title to Samoa Joe at World's End. Now you can feel however you want to feel about how that all went down, about you know the reveal of who the devil is, all of that stuff. That That's fine. I want to talk about MJF because I'm a really big fan of MJF. I'm a really big fan of the OGs of AEW because that's when I watched AEW. I, I really fell off within the last year, but I watched religiously every week when AEW first started well into the beginning of 2022. And everyone thought that the people from WWE were going to be the ones to build AEW and lift it up. Outside of Chris Jericho, it really was the homegrown talent that made it what it was you know there were a few people that jumped ship from wwe that were kind of background noise and really proved their worth in aew but mjf was one of them and he points that out in this article that he he was expected to just be basically a cheap heat jobber they didn't think that he was going to be the world champion or that he was going to be as over with the crowd as he was and then he did with all that being said i think we have to open our minds to the possibility of MJF going to WWE. I'm okay with whatever he does. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, he needs to do this or he needs to do that. I'm okay with whatever he does. But he's been there for what, five years now? Four years, five years, whatever, five years. He's gotten to the top of the mountain there. He's done everything that he's needed to do. Why not? Like, why not take a stab at going to the WWE? What could it hurt? What could it hurt? See what you can build there, see how they respond to you there, try something different. And if it doesn't work out, go back to AEW or go try something else. Like go to TNA, go some, you know, all, there's so many different options of what you can do in this day and age. I would like to see him give WWE a try. I've loved everything that he's done. I think he is a generational talent and I'm excited for the next chapter. People are kind of talking about him being injured and as of as of recording the minute that the clock struck midnight on new year's day he was removed from the aew roster and people are like oh it's obviously a work it's obviously that and nothing is ever super super obvious to me i i think i'm a strong believer in everything you think is a truth could be a lie and everything that you think is a lie could be the truth when it comes to professional wrestling you don't ever 100 actually know it's one of my favorite things to say because you actually don't this overconfidence of storylines or this overconfidence of what you think a certain talent is doing you don't know I, I hate i hate the overconfidence of it so i'm excited to see it through and see it out and see what happens i'd love to see him in wwe i think we are in for like i said earlier I think we're in for the best year in professional wrestling that we have had in a very, very long time. I'm so excited about it. I try not to get caught up in the negativity or the negativity in the business aspect side of things because 
I don't normally stream AEW because I stopped watching it really, really religiously. I keep up with what ha- with what's happening, but I don't watch the weekly episodes because I, I work a long day on Wednesdays. I noticed in streaming AEW way more negativity towards the product than I've ever experienced streaming WWE. People will have negative things to say about WWE, but when I streamed AEW, I mean, they were coming out of the woodwork telling me all kinds of things and saying all kinds of crazy shit that I I didn't really anticipate. And it really put it into perspective for me. Why would you cheer for a wrestling company to not exist? Why would you cheer for them to fail? MJF actually said this in his article in the Players' Tribune, that if if you're cheering for a company to fail, you're cheering for all of these people to lose their jobs. You're, you're cheering for a, a separate place that exists. You know, all those people that are there didn't have, those, those jobs didn't exist five years ago, and now they do. And competition is good. Competition is good. It's good for the talent. It's good for bargaining as far as uh, contracts go, money, uh, safety per- precautions, things like that. It's it's a good thing to have that much competition. So the po- like, I just don't, I don't get the mindset of of hoping for it to fail. I think that's the weirdest shit. It doesn't make any sense to me. And if you root for that, I think there's something wrong with you. Like I said earlier, one of my New Year's resolutions is to watch more wrestling. So which is kind of why I've started dabbling more in AEW again. And I also watched Ring of Honor for the first time in a very long time this last week. And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I am excited to keep watching that weekly. I really honestly got it because I wanted to see there was a spe- there was a couple specific matches. One of them involved Billy Starks and the other one involved the the Von Erich brothers. Those were the matches I wanted to see. So I re-upped on my Honor Club subscription. Glad I did. They pack so much good wrestling and segments with I, I think it's just an hour long show. They pack it in and it's very entertaining and I'm really, really excited for it. I would like to see them pull more people from Ring of Honor up to AEW. I think that maybe they should treat it a little more like an NXT situation where, you know, they they bump them up. Like, I think I said this on stream the other night. I would love to see Dalton Castle in AEW. I have really admired Dalton Castle for a long time back when I was, re- you know, religiously keeping up with, with Ring of Honor and things that he was doing. Put him in AEW. We need... We need more top stars, I think, now that people are kind of starting to move around. I think we, we're losing Andrade. That just got announced today, too. He just posted about it. We're losing Andrade. So let's let's build new people. Let's let's not rely so heavily on bringing established stars from WWE in. Let's, let's, let's build some homegrown talent again because we obviously found with them that that's a good thing and it can be done. So let's do it again. Bring them, bring the Ring of Honor kids up. I'm, I'm here for it. I feel like that's all I feel like rambling about today. We kind of got off on a couple tangents, but I at least wanted to get something recorded and get some of my thoughts out there. I'm sorry that I, I haven't been as consistent as I want to be. I'm really, really trying to find a good schedule. Um, a little like personal disclosure for me. I have been told my entire life by like therapists that I have ADHD. Never been medi- I've never been medicated. And I got a recommendation from a doctor a couple weeks ago to actually go see a psychologist and possibly get a diagnosis. That might not be what it is. 
I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. And if that's the case, you know, I don't know how much is going to change. I don't know necessarily that I want to be medicated, but at the same time, if I need to start going to therapy again and actually having someone understand me and give me tools and ways to kind of organize my brain to be able to juggle more, a lot of things kind of fell into place of me understanding me possibly having this as to why I couldn't finish college, why I dropped out of college, why my job works well for me being a hairstylist because it's like one thing at a time that I have to focus on. In making more content, I'm finding that it's actually it's actually really, really difficult for me. And I hope that that doesn't come across. It probably does in my inconsistency, especially on YouTube, where you need to have the consistency. I think that's why live streaming also works so well for me because it's a schedule. I sit there, I'm live, and that's it. I don't have to edit anything. I don't have to write a script. Um, it's also why, you know, shooting the Wii's works for me right now because I, I just get to sit down and shoot the shit and go. But I want to get better. I have so many ideas. I have a notebook written down of ideas and things I want to do. It's just scheduling and finding the time to record them because I want to do this so badly and I want it to work so badly. So thank you for being here for the ride. Hopefully I get some answers and I can kind of figure my life out. Who would think at 31 years old that you're like figuring your life out? So stupid. But thank you. Thank you for being here. Happy New Year. Hopefully it's not another like three, four months before I record another shoot in the weeds, but I do plan on getting some some other videos out very, very soon. Take care. Make good choices. Bye-bye.